Please the Lord Church. Please the Lord again. It's nice to see you. My name is, as you have heard, is Bernard Gashengeshi. I love the Lord who saved me a while ago and has kept me this far. I am blessed with one wife, Lucy, and between us, we have two sons, Martin, David, and a daughter, Grace. And so far, the Lord has been our portion. I am one of the elders of Olitha District. We co-lead with Mrs. Faith Moura and Mr. James Washira, and I am not the best. So <laughs> I just happened to be told you are the one who is going to do the, uh, the preaching on that day. And for that, I feel humbled, and I thank Pastor once again for the liberty that he has given us, this church, that we can do ABCD with his blessings, and that way, the Lord is glorified. So thank you, Pastor. I'm going to acknowledge the respect that you have bestowed on us. I'm going to acknowledge one thing. Uh, the Bible says when one soul is saved, everything in heaven stops. And uh, there is a lot of celebration and praising God. So, Benson, may the Lord bless you. I'm so humbled to see that happen because when we ask God to enlarge our territory, sometimes we forget we, we are into numbers rather than into spirit. So the fact that the Lord has seen you and has saved you, it is a big deal. And may the name of God be glorified. Uh, I, we, you have had uh, two readings, one from Acts and one from Habakkuk, and I wish and have prayed to God to encourage you through his word today, because his word is great, his word is power. Let's pray. Mighty Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we humble ourselves before you this noontime. We glorify you and praise you for who you are. Maker of heaven and earth, giver of life, there is no one like you. Thank you for this beautiful day that you gave us. Thank you for the life in each one of us. Thank you for the salvation that we have seen in our eyes. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that was spilled on Calvary so that we can be saved when we repent our, sin, uh, our sins. We pray that you may encourage us, you may bless us, and you may give us hope today. For this we pray, believing and trusting in the holy and mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Amen. About 28 years ago, I was in college somewhere, and a man next door, every morning, he was saved. He belonged to CU, Christian Union. I was not then. He used to sing songs, and there is this one song that he used to sing, it reverberates in my mind to this day. He used to talk about Paul. Paul told them, of course, in our mother tongue, and Paul told them that everybody will not get lost. Everybody will not perish, but the sheep will perish. I never understood anything then, until way, way, way later, I sought to know what this guy, his name was Kalemi, used to sing about. And I read the Bible, and it became a big, big, big thing in my heart. 
and a source of encouragement. So today, when I was told that I am going to be presenting the sermon today, I asked God, and through this and that, He, this is what he directed me. And I seek to encourage you through the word of God. And uh, when that all is done, glory be to God. This is about Paul. Uh, and uh, the, it's a book of Acts. The first, the second book that we read is Acts. I believe was written by Luke. And in this passage, I'm thinking Luke is in, in it too. But he's talking about Paul. And this is what happened. They were en route to Rome. They boarded a ship to Rome with other prisoners. And when they did, when they reached the sea, things changed. It became so chaotic, so stormy, and everything seemed bleak and dark. They never thought they're going to make it. They started unloading, offloading stuff that was in the ship to lighten the ship so that at least they don't perish. So they threw almost everything that was on the ship to an extent that the, the steer of the ship that usually has to remain in ship, they threw it overboard too. There was no hope. And what happened, days, hours went, days went, and all hope was lost. They actually reached a point, no one even cared to eat. Why do you eat when you're going to die anyway? There was no hope. And before they set sail, Paul had told them, it does not seem wise for us to depart. It's going to be bad in the sea. And they did not hearken to his instructions. They thought he's just talking. And it turned out to be they would rather have listened to him. Well, they did not. So things moved from bad to worse and to worst. And everybody was waiting for the eventuality for death to perish in the tempter's sea because there was no hope. And chapter nine, as you can, chapter, uh, uh, verse nine, you can see Paul had warned them not to, to go, uh, to, to continue with the voyage, but they declined. Even so, Paul sought, by fact of the matter, that he was uh, an apostle, he believed in God, and he had God in him. It is one thing to believe in God, and it is another thing to have God in you. Because you may believe what people say about God, but you do not internalize it. Paul had internalized it, and he had God in him to such an extent he says he refers to an angel, and actually I didn't quite clearly understood that, but you, from what I gathered, you could tell he had God in him. So the angel of God appeared to him and revealed to him what's going to happen. And that's the difference in our eyes 
when you, you could be going the same safari, you could be going the same journey, like all of us, we are in church. But from what I've learned, we are different. There are those of us who believe in God, there are those of us who both believe in God and has God in ourselves. Because having God in ourselves means we trust him and him only. We seek answers from him and him only. When? Always. One as if you will. So that happened to be Paul. He had God in him, he believed in him, and he sought instruction from him. So, uh, verse 20 says, When no sun or stars appeared in many days, all hope was lost. There was no sun, not even the stars of the night. It was pitch dark. They were in a stormy seas. It was very turbulent. Everything moved from bad worst to worst, and there was no hope left. And they abstained. They stopped eating, and they waited for the bitter eventuality. And Paul rose up and told them, Be of good cheer. The angel of Lord, that is verse 22, the angel of the Lord whom I serve has assured me that we shall not perish but the sheep will. And eventually, if you lead to the end, you'll see that the sheep was broken into pieces and was, and it perished. But none of the 236 people aboard, not even, the Bible says, not even one of their hair was lost. Praise the name of the Lord. So anyway, the sea, that is the, 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 the uh, storms are consistent with the seas. And from us who have he, uh, led history, you remember the story of Vasco da Gama and the Cape of Storms. That is in South Africa in 1493. No, no, uh, uh, I can't remember. 1493, that's when he came to Fort Jesus. Anyway, what I was trying to say is at one point when he was sailing to explore, he reached South Africa and it was so stormy, he thought he was going to die. He named the place Cape of Storms. And on a second thought, he renamed it Cape of Good Hope. If Vasco da Gama, in his wilderness, <laughs> can think that they should not be Cape of Storms, it should be Cape of Good Hope for us, who started hearing about Jesus Christ when we were little kids. We have had him on the radios, at Sunday school, in church, on our phones, everywhere. What reason do we have not to believe in him? Praise the Lord. So, this is what I learned. That it is good to heed the word of God. Believing the word of God, that has been spoken or declared in your lives. When you read the Bible, and especially some things we call coincidence, I want to tell you today, they are not coincidences. They are godly. You have this and that troubling you. You are, undergo you are undergoing through and that, this and that. In one morning, 
somebody send you something on, on your cell phone, on your, on your phone, that kind of almost exactly give you the answer to what you are looking for. Don't you call that coincidence? That is good. God speaking unto you. What am I delving, delving at? What I'm trying to say is, let's believe in these things. It comes from God. God is not going to come from, uh, from heaven and come to your door and tell you, this is the answer. No, he will use every means. So the idea is, do you believe in the word of God? One as if you will. So today, I want to encourage by this word of God, each one of us, whatever you could be going through, whatever you could be looking at, there is hope. One as if you will. There is hope. And the only hope is in the name of God Almighty. So trust in God over your life. Play and listen to the still small voice. You will know the will of God in your life. When you have known it, believe in it. When you believe in it, everything changes. The word of God will be useless unto you if you do not believe in it, even though it is powerful. Because God's, that is why God has enabled us to go to school to be able to read the Bible even for yourself. To listen to the ladies, to listen, to watch the televisions as preachers preach so that we can find solace in the word of God. So after designing the will of God, be an encourager. You came to church today. One as if you were. You are hearing this. Let it make difference in your life. When you go to your place of work, or when you go home, when we go to the world, the world will have its version of things. I pray that you shall have a different, a different version of things. Because the word of God is strong tower and to which uh, you can learn for refuge and you be saved. Born as if you will. So the idea, or the word of God today is directed unto us being different if we believe the word of God to be strong like we read in the Bible. If we, I would charge us to read this chapter, the whole of it, it's very interesting. And you, you'll see how when they moved from this to that, and at some point they wanted to even kill the other prisoners. That did not happen. Because of Paul, they were saved. So, uh, lead by example. If you lead, they continue to lead the Bible, uh, to lead the, the chapter. When Paul announced that it's going to be well, he cheered them up. And he told them, arise, eat meat, it's going to be well. Because they had abstained from eating for all those days when it was dark, when there was no sun, and the stars were invisible, when there was no hope, they did not care to eat. So now that the hope has resurfaced by the angel of the Lord through Paul, Paul charged them to eat, arise and eat. And he read by example. He stood up and uh, took a piece of uh, meat 
and ate in front of them. I see them wondering, he's in the same situation we are in. What makes him so encouraged? What makes him, you know, you know, when we are so down, downcast, what makes him cheerful? And what makes him think it's okay to eat? There's hope. So anyway, you could be a source of hope to your family. You could also be a source of hope to your workmates, to your countrymen, to everybody. By the way you behave after you have heard the word of God, acknowledged it, hid it in your heart, and it manifests in your life. So, this is the deal. When you have heard it, be like Paul. Lead by example. When everybody else complains, please do not join the flay. Do not join the bad wagon. Don't complain. Give hope where there is hopelessness. Unless you do that, it will be vain. You are believing in God. It will be a vanity. So, who needs to do that? Every one of us who hears this and believes in it and makes God a part of him. Where do we need to do this in our everyday life? There are people, and God help and, and continue to encourage them, who go through a lot. You wonder, one lifetime? This is too much for one lifetime. We are, without, we are, we are such kind of people. They are our friends. They are our enemies. They are our brothers. They are our sisters. And we watch them go through that. And you are like, this will just kill me. So what or how do we help those people? Just like Paul took the opportunity to encourage everyone else, the the other 235 souls in that shape. That is what God wants us to do today. Be the voice of hope. Be the voice of hope where there is hopelessness and desperado. You'd rather keep quiet than discourage. Well, that's me, but I think it, it, it holds some water. Instead of discouraging somebody, you'd rather keep quiet or sing. One as if you will. So, in our, to, to make it practical, you know that friend or that workmate or that somebody that is going through that. When they complain, when they mourn, Don't help them to mourn. Don't keep complaining. Don't extend the complaint. Oh, yeah, that's the way they are. I don't think it's going to be well. No. Tell them there is a God out there who salvages. There is a God who saves. There is a God who changes things. There is a God of second chance. There is hope. One as if you were. So, if we should miss anything else today, let's be the voice of hope wherever we live, wherever we are, by the fact that we had this today. We were in church, and God wanted us to hear that we should spread hope, not hopelessness and desperado. One as if you were. So, sometimes, you realize it gets 
worse before it gets better. Even so, hang on, because God is able and God changes things. Be like somebody called Habakkuk. We, where I come from, we call him Habakkuk. So Habakkuk or Habakkuk was one of those people. He had seen a lot happen. It was not even funny. And he reached a point, instead of giving up or complaining, he brought it to God. And he sought to know, till when? This is going to continue to happen. So anyway, after doing a little research, I found that his name means one who, you know, Mugiginyani. In English, it's like one who you know, struggles and strives to, uh, to get what he wants. And he did. That is what God wants us to be like. Let's not be lose hope. Let's continue striving. And that's why he was told, light the vision and be clear. Do not waver. So, when all seems bleak, and dark, like the vision in bold letters, up high for everyone to see. Continue telling God, I will not give up. Because he tells us he has not changed. He is the one who assured Habakkuk that it shall be well. Even so, it's going to tally. It will still come to pass. And it did. In, in his own lifetime and before his eyes. One as fewer. So, stories that we have heard from our friends or neighbors or people that we know or even preachers are not in vain. They are, we hear them by calculation of God so that we can be more informed and so that we can be encouraged. So, woe unto you if it's vain to hear stories of success and you continue complaining and not trusting in God. May that never happen to us. Let's learn to trust in God even so or even though everything seems like there is no hope. So believe in the promise and the fulfiller of our desire. Patience and pestilence is a must. We shall have to be patient. What other choice do we have? Bonus, if you will. So trust in God and be patient. For even, so even though he may take his time, you surely come. Bonus, if you will. I can testify that I have seen him come into my life even though he took his while. But it was worth the wait. So bonus, if you will. So hopelessness, Strife, difficulties may seem like the order of the day for you. It was worse yesterday. It was bad yesterday. It looks worse today. I cannot assure you it's not going to be worse tomorrow. Because, as I say, sometimes it gets worse before it becomes better. So, let's wait. What other choice do we have? Let's trust in this God. We've had him a whole lot. 
we have no reason to trust him. We have heard people testify. Things that you think, things that you feel people are faking. I'll tell you, that could be the voice of the devil. So that you can distance yourself from this God. Because eventually, that's what the devil wants. He came to steal, to destroy, and to kill. Don't let, he, don't let that happen to you. God has chosen us to be the voice the, the voice of hope, let's not confuse our fellow people. This is what I mean by confusing them. If you come to church, if you testify that the Lord saves and he has saved you like I just did, if you hear all the gospel that I've heard, if you believe in God and you join the world people, I mean, let me not use the word everybody else that you uh, live with, be it at home, be it in a place of work, or even in the, in, the, in, the, in the countryside, especially when it comes to politics or even wealth, things like that, and you join the flay, you know what they do? They're like, I thought you said the Lord is strong. I thought you said the Lord saves. We confuse others. So, do it not only for yourself, be mindful of that heart. I look upon you as a saved, church-going Christian to give hope instead of hopelessness. Born as if you were. I'm almost done. So, in short, we shall need to seek the counsel, and seek the instructions of God. And when we do, take the instructions seriously. Like we, may learn, like we learned here, Paul had told them, even before they departed, I don't think it's going to be well. But the centurion and the, and the ship owner, they disregarded his words. And that led to the losing, uh, to, the, uh, to the perishing of the ship. And God saved his people by his grace. So, when we hear God's counsel, let's trust in what God is saying. Let's trust the pastor. Let's trust preachers. Anyone that comes in the name of God, their God said, let's listen to what they say and trust God. Of course, we have to have a spirit of discernment because the Bible too says not everybody who comes who say Jesus, Jesus will be uh, doing the right thing. So uh, call in the time of need and the Lord will answer you. If he doesn't, he may take his time. Be patient, still believe in him because he, uh, those that tested him have found him to be trustworthy and he will save you like one singer sang he searched for me when the storms were raging the night was so dark that i couldn't see he called and called he till he and some i'll repeat again 
He searched for me when the storms were raging. The night was so dark that I could not see. He called and called till he heard me answer. Through the night my Jesus searched for me. So, he searches for us. If you hear his voice, hearken unto his voice, wait. He does not necessarily answer right away. What other choice do you have if you don't wait? You may perish. So, let's learn to wait for God. And let's not confuse our Pharaoh, Christians, and the Wildred. Let's be a voice of hope where there is hopelessness. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.